We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on, everybody? This is confusing to me as we're doing this. So you're hearing this on Tuesday. I'm with Joe from Queens, and I was originally going to have one podcast. It dropped it today on Tuesday. We were going to talk Buffalo Bills, and then we were going to talk some media stuff because I love having Joe on in part because we get opportunity to talk about the media. Joe's very open, honest, and candid about his thoughts with a lot of Bills not bills, just sports media, Buffalo media stuff, uh, Buffalo fandom, very honest about that stuff. So we end up spending a lot of time and that's exactly what we did. Joe and I had a conversation earlier and it almost went for a full hour and about halfway through, I started navigating. I'm like, you know what? This needs to be a two-parter. And at first I said that was going to be the first part because we did that first. But then I said, nah, you know what? I want to get bills talking today on Tuesday and we'll save that till Wednesday. So a little bit of a teaser. There will be another episode tomorrow, Wednesday, where Joe and I talk about, I would call that episode mainly about unbalanced journalism. That's That sounds like a pretty good description. <laughs> that's a nice teaser, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Why not? That's a good, that's a good tease. I, I, you're, I'm not good at coming up with names of like- Neither podcasts. am I. Uh, that's not I my strong I assholes not reporting well. That's what I would call. <laughs> All right. Well, quick little teaser for people who want to tune in tomorrow, what you're going to get. Like I said, we spent a lot of time talking about Doug Allen. We spent a lot of time talking about the Buffalo media, uh, Channel 7. Unvaccination stuff. Unvaccination stuff. Channel 7, Rachel Bush, season ticket holders who got a refund, um, all kinds of stuff. I I thought it was really good. In fact, I thought it was, uh, it deserved its own conversation. It deserved its own show. Ask me about the Sabres, which I almost died. Yeah, you didn't like that part. But besides that, so anyway, that's going to be on tomorrow's show on Wednesday. And again, when you listen to it at the beginning, it's going to sound like it's a part of a Tuesday show. But we decided halfway through to to move it. Here's what we are going to do today. In fact, we're going to jump right into this because, again, we talked about all the other stuff on tomorrow's show. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, in very convincing fashion, quite frankly, whooped the Washington football team, 43-21 Sunday. I have 10 reactions that originally I was going to do a, a solo spot on Monday. And I said, no, you know what? I'm going to hold off because I want to get your take as well. So I'm going to get your takes. Maybe you have a couple things that I didn't include. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Again, 10, I want to call them reactions, not just 
from this game, but maybe also through the first three weeks. And again, I want to get your thoughts on each of these as well. Some of them are pretty self-explanatory, maybe not a lot of discussion involved or required, but I'm going to throw them out there anyway. Let me start right here at the top. For me, uh, my, my, my first point was this was a game that I think Buffalo Bills fans and especially optimistic Bills fans, or even not necessarily Bills fans, people who are very high on the Buffalo Bills this year, national fans, national media, et cetera. This is the game that they've been waiting for because sure, they won last week, 35, nothing in Miami. And that's a blowout, obviously and a shutout, but as nice as that looked on the scoreboard, there were a lot of Bills fans who weren't happy with that game because we've gotten to that point. Now, all of a sudden, after not being good for as long as we were, we've gotten spoiled. And the offense, quite frankly, wasn't very good in Miami. The defense was dominant. The offense was, eh, it was all right. It was all right. But this was the game, Joe. I think against what I think, at least anyway, is, is a pretty good football team. The Bills just looked really good on offense and defense. And if you had the Bills high in your power rankings, this was why. This kind of game. What, what were your thoughts on that? It was it was stand Sunday. Everyone who stands for anyone on the Bills, Dawson Knox stands, Josh Allen stands, the defense stands. We're gonna talk about a lot of this too. Dawson Dawson Knox, all these, all of those people were just pounding their chest out uh, after Sunday's game, and it was it was it was complimentary football, like at its finest, like all three sides. Not all three sides, two sides, two uh, sides. Another two point. sides. Yeah, that's, that could be like yeah. It was it was a it was a great victory. I mean, it's exactly what you know we, as Bills fans or whoever, like people who have them high in their power rankings, wanted. And it was it was a great it was a great it was a great day for football. It was never really in doubt. Everyone everything was basically humming for the most part. Yeah, I agree. And so we're clear here at the beginning. People just tuning in because we're only like five minutes in right now. This episode is about takes and reactions. This takes. is not this is not the cover one film room. This Ugh, is not thank the God. This, stop. Ugh. Stop. Can you I, imagine having to be in a film room with Aaron Quinn, that guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Stop it. I'd rather see Geely in a film room oh, than, than, than see it. that elsewhere too. I'm, anyway, not, I'm not even patronizing. I actually legitimately truly do like their film breakdowns throughout the uh. week. When there's a game to breakdown. College prospects, that can be a bit much for me. But during the season, I actually love watching that stuff. And they fill a hole very well. But this ain't that today. And this ain't the Bruce exclusive going on some, you know, very well intellectual diatribe on specific plays and stuff like that. This is just my flat out. My this is better. This is better. Okay. Yeah, this is better. Stop trying to. This is for the common. This is for the smoke up to this is for the common common stupid fan like you and I. I know we're not stupid. We're I said half stupid. We have we have years of experience of watching these games. Yes, we do. Those people don't. As a fan, eh, fuck the fan shit. We we we've been watching it for a while. We could we could we could recite what happened in two thousand three <laughs> with the Bills. Those you can. those those millennials, those other whatever the generation is before them. You're they actually don't good at that. You're pretty good I at having a great recall. You have a great recall from games from years ago, and quite honestly. Like even going back to the Pittsburgh game, I probably can remember maybe four plays from that game. But anyway, so that was my first takeaway was that this was the game. This was the game we've been waiting for since last season ended. The offseason, the whole summer, the early part of the year, we were waiting for the Bills to just come out and completely dominate on both sides of the ball 
And that's exactly what they did Sunday. Against a team that I thought, again, was relatively pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, next point. Josh Allen played at that MVP level that we saw frequently last year that we did not see the first two weeks. The, the numbers, sometimes numbers lie, okay? Numbers didn't lie on Sunday. 32 of 43, four, 358 yards, four touchdowns, um, sacked zero times, zero fumbles, ran in for a touchdown. I had 232 yards like in the first half. Again, this is Aaron Tuesday. I think it's a formality. I think Josh Allen is going to be the AFC Offensive Player of the Week for sure. Um, you know, whatever the problems he had the first two weeks, and he did have problems because I thought he was very mediocre, especially if the bar is 2020. I thought he was mediocre his first two games. This game, he was everything you want, man. He was he was MVP Josh Allen. Really good. Great. Yeah, he, he was great. He was outstanding. He 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 made every throw. He the first two weeks he struggled with a lot of throws over the middle. Uh, he seemed to be, from what I remember correctly, he was favoring one side of the field over the other side of the field. Yep. Uh, he didn't do that at all. He spread the ball. I, I can't recall a guy having over 300 yards passing or 350 yards passing, and none of his wide receivers had over 100 yards. Like he sp that shows you he was spreading the ball to everyone. Like everyone was getting a piece of the rock. He made every throw. He and, and if you watch like the film, and I, when I say the film, I, I say that loosely, but if you watch those first two games, they were open wide receivers. And I think a lot of it was on Al, and he just missed them. Yeah. And I think Sunday, those guys were open and he, he connected. And all those wide, those guys played exceptionally well. Emmanuel Sanders was great. We'll, we'll talk about him. We'll talk about him. But like Allen, for the most part, he was decisive. He was he was elusive with with uh, like avoiding sacks and pressure. I mean, that's a great defensive line that he's going against. But he made all those great throws. The the, the touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders when he's rolling out to his like right and he throws it basically right on a dime after avoiding a, a sack. Yeah, after avoiding a sack, like those those were highlight throws. I mean, his yardage. I think it's his yardage in the like on the first drive. He had more yards on that first drive than he had in the first half against Miami last week. And then, like, his halftime numbers were better than what he did against Miami for the whole game last week. So he was on par, but the offense was humming. I mean, it was exactly what we had wanted. You know, I was giving the Bills till really – I was giving the Bills until Kansas City, where it's like, all right, get the uh, – you know, I'm going to give them until Kansas City to get this offense in order. And they did it two weeks earlier than I, I wanted them to do, so it's obviously good. But Josh Allen was all was great. Like, he – it was it was the highlight. Deep passes, he connected intermediate stuff. Perfect. Really a great. It, it would have been top four game he's had as a pro. This I I have a hard time explaining this because it's not a stat, but what I saw from Josh Allen last year that I loved the most was so in 2018 and 2019 he made a lot of great plays, a lot of highlight plays, and he avoided a lot of sacks and he made plays with his legs and he threw across his body and he did some great stuff but he looked kind of chaotic under pressure. Like sometimes plays worked, but it was like chaotic. Last year and on Sunday, he looks relaxed. Even when he's running around and it looks like he's crazy. I think his, he's keeping his composure. That what's the word? Poise. Poise is the word I'm looking for. He's poised. Like he was Sunday at least. And I don't know that he was. He definitely wasn't against Pittsburgh. And I really don't think he was too much 
against Miami either, but he's just nice and relaxed, even under pressure. He's not, he's not panicky. Like some of the plays he made, avoiding the sacks, moving on the run, he could have ran a couple times and he actually threw the ball, which pleasantly surprises me. Maybe that's another step in his in his growth and his maturity as, as a professional too. But yeah, man, anyway, long story short, do play at an MVP level. It's good to see. And at the end of the day, this is a great football team, but they're not going anywhere if Josh Allen doesn't play at a very high level. If he plays like he did on Sunday, this team's going to be tough to beat. I don't give a shit who they're playing or where they're playing. Uh, you mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. That's my next point. Look, I'm not going to say he's this team's new number one wide receiver because that's still Stephon Diggs. But he's playing like a number one. He's involved in a lot of plays, man. Going back to Miami, he had that 35-yard catch along the sidelines. He had a key block that sprung Singletary on that 46-yard uh, touchdown run. In fact, he said this past week before this game that that was one of the highlights of his career, that block. That's what he told the media. Sunday, he was a huge factor, man. Um, You know, another... Uh, what do you have? Like a five, well, you have five catches, 94 yards, two touchdowns. It was that 41-yard fingertip catch, that bomb, that Allen. I thought it was a perfect throw, too. But he caught it with his fingertips. The guy's making impactful plays. And quite frankly, I wasn't really enthusiastic about his signing. I'm like, all right, maybe he's a little bit better than John Brown, different type of player. But I've expected every week now since the season started, uh, more and more Gabriel Davis and maybe less and less Emmanuel Sanders. That hasn't happened and again, Emmanuel Sanders, this is still Stephon Diggs' wide receiving unit. So he's still the number one, but Emmanuel Sanders is playing like a number one. That's my long winning point right now. Yeah, he's playing, he's playing great. He's a very he might be, I don't want to say pound for pound, like he may be pound for pound. He does the most of all the wide receivers, like blocking. He's faster than I thought, a, Joe. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Yeah, he's faster too, like deep routes like can go underneath, can block down the field. Like he could do a lot of things really good. And you know what? Another thing too, and I don't know how much you want to factor this in, but he's a guy who's won a Super Bowl. And there's not many guys on this roster. I mean, I don't I, I, don't, I don't think there's anyone on this roster. There, I don't think there's any that have won a Super Bowl. And this guy has won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. He's played with really like Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, you know, Drew Brees he played with. I think that's good. Like the, he's a veteran. Like he gets it. And I, I mean, I like him. Hey, he had a great week. Like not just like the game, but like he had that awesome quote that like, I don't know if you heard his quote where he was basically like, you know, I'm here to win championships. And after the season, like I'm going to the beach and you guys are going to freeze your, your asses off in Buffalo. And I, I'm paraphrasing that, but like it was, it was funny. He like, don't he, he, he was doing some charity work this week, which got coverage, which was great. He won, um, he won some kind of uh some kind of award for it. I don't know the name of the award. No, no disrespect to him, but it's a really cool thing to have. And he, he, yeah, he won it this week. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, but he's he's a very versatile player. That's what I was trying to think of. He does a lot of good things, and you know, hey, we talked about like how much of a difference it would be between Sanders and John Brown. And right now, and I I talked about how like John Brown, like hey, John Brown last year wasn't very good. Unfortunately, he got hurt, and I don't think he was one hundred percent. And I knew this guy would be an upgrade, but would he be an upgrade? to John Brown, 2019 John Brown. And so far he's showing he's like on the same, a little bit of the same par as what 2019 John Brown did, where like, I think him and Allen have a really good chemistry going right now, you know, and I think it's hard to defend. I mean, cause they got so many weapons, dude. They got to worry about Diggs, You got to worry about Beasley. This dude's gotten like, and that's, that's how he made his money in, in Denver. Cause Denver had, they had, they had Thomas there. 
And uh, they had another wide receiver in Denver with Peyton Manning, where he got the point is, is he got a lot of looks because it's like these guys are taking all this coverage of these wide receivers, and here's this guy underneath, and that's what Sanders is doing right now. But uh, yeah, he was he was you know next to Allen, he was I think the second best player, you know, on the offense on on Sunday. Yeah, he was he was really good, man. He uh he's brought a lot to this team. Again, I wasn't, if I'm being completely honest, I wasn't really high. I, I mean, I didn't dislike the signing, but. It was one of those things where I thought the player's name is bigger than what he's going to bring to the team. And I, he's getting downfield, too. I thought he was also. I thought he was. I know that he's a good route runner. I thought he was just like this possession receiver who could run quick intermediate routes. But he's stretching the field, man. So, yeah, he's been a really good, a really good pickup for them, quite frankly. And by the way, it was the Community MVP Award. I said he won something last week that I couldn't remember off the field. It was a. 2021 Community MVP Award. So props to him. You mentioned Dawson Knox. That's my next point here. Dawson Knox has heard the whispers this offseason. Everybody thinks the Bills should have upgraded. Um, obviously, Zach Ertz, a lot of talk about trading for him for many, many months. This guy's heard it, man. And he's responding this year so far. Good game on Sunday. Four catches, 49 yards, a touchdown. Not just any touchdown, too. It wasn't like one of those wide open in the end zone. Josh throws it in the middle of your chest, man. He made a hell of a catch and getting those feet down on the sideline. That was a beautiful catch, man. Um, also, him and Josh had that prom, prom pose, which was fucking amazing. That's my, by the way, that's my Facebook cover photo currently. I said, as soon as I saw that online, I said, yeah, I'm putting that up. <laughs> on my that's Facebook. how I, 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 I think we should put, you know what, for my, for my podcast appearances, we should have us do it. Put both of our heads on those bodies. <laughs> that should be the problem. Anyways, but, but yes. Three, uh, ga three games, Joe. Ahead. So three games, 10 catches, 107 yards, two touchdowns, no costly, like really bad drops or, or penalties, which he's been very prone to so far early in his career. So no glaring mistakes. The guys played solid consistent football. He's never, I don't think he's ever going to be a star. He's not going to be, never going to be Travis Kelsey, but in this offense, I don't think the bills need that. Anyway, my point is we were quick to run him off. Not necessarily maybe me and you, but fans were certainly. I know. I definitely was. I yeah, hate it. So, I, I was, dude, I was a Dawson Knox shitter. Real like, quick here. So I did a fighter wings club episode a couple months ago, right before the season started. Um, it was me, Matt Perino and Nate Gary. We we're at Mulberry. Literally. Ugh. We're talking about potential. What do you mean? Oh, that place was you had, with, you had to eat with Nate. You had to eat with uh, Nate Geary. Oh my God. I, we got through it. But anyway, so Ugh. we were taping the show and we were talking about potential red flags. And that was the first thing I brought up. And ironically, Dawson Knox was literally 15 feet away from us while we're talking about him being a potential weakness on this football team. Anyway, I hope he, I'm surprised he didn't beat your ass. He's, he didn't hear us. Oh, Thank he should have. Anyways, yeah. He might have. Uh, he might have uh, heard. But he didn't. And anyway, he's been really good this year, Joe. Yes. Um, I would give him credit. He's been he's been very efficient. And like that, that was a big boy catch, that touchdown pass on, on Sunday. Like that was a big, that was an all that was a hell of a catch. Like sure was. I give him credit. Here's the thing. If Dawson Knox gets me on average three to four catches a game for like 40 yards, he can drop a couple passes here and there. Okay, and he hasn't done that yet. And that was always my issue with Dawson Knox the first couple of years because all I saw, I saw the dude catch five-yard passes, like one catch a game, and one of them would be in like every other three games, he would have a drop. And it was like he wasn't doing anything for me. 
but like now, look, he's he's been very efficient the first three games. I don't want to say like it's t- I, I gotta like go and like kiss everyone's ass and be like, oh, you guys were all right all about. It. It's still only three games, but look, give me give me forty yards a game, and I'm happy, and that's it. Like that's all you he needs to do, and he should have he should have. We talked about Emmanuel Sanders having mismatches because of Diggs and and Beasley. This guy should definitely have mixed like like he's got, they no one. There's just so many weapons on this offense, and like this guy should have like co- single coverage. He should have like a definitely a lot of like a lot of like easy matchups if he's any good. But yeah, he's he's doing well. We know like if you watch if you read Joe Biscalia's reports the first game they talked about how the bills played a lot of four wide receiver yeah five wide receiver sets and then like the last two weeks they put in the, the that 11 you know, personnel with dawson the 11 knox. personnel and dawson knox is in there and he's helpful because he can help block you know and then like if they're in trouble and do things along those lines be a safety valve for 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 allen but yeah he was solid i i don't want to say he's tight end number one and and like put him on the aaron quinn star star of fame shit yeah but like he was very, I, I need to stop making fun of Aaron Quinn. I gotta find some other. Uh, who else? <laughs> Joe, the Joe Miller Hall of Fame yet? We'll, Joe, we'll just go with him. Joe yeah, Miller. Make, Joe Miller has reached the point where Joe from Queens could talk some shit about him. Yeah, I, I got an accomplishment yes. for Joe Miller. I don't want to. I don't want to give Aaron too much publicity. So yes, but like I don't want to. It's still early, but yes, he is making me eat like three of my words. But he's he's been he's been strong, and that's all I look. I would love if if Dawson Knox was Gronk or Kelsey. We're not going to get that probably. But, like, look, you want to come in and be like Jay Remersma? <laughs> like, you know, that guy, like, give me 50 catches a year, roughly, get him or take? Cool. I can handle that. The Dawson Knox we've seen the first three weeks is the Dawson Knox that I think the Bills, that's the best the Bills can realistically hope for. And realistically, I think that's all they need with all the talent around them. Now we're spending a lot of time talking about skill position players and you know the 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 Bills finally had the performance we were looking for. I think a low key thing from Sunday's game certainly this isn't a year long point so far because they haven't been very good quite frankly, but on Sunday Darrell Williams and Deion Dawkins had really big bounce back games. I thought they both were very good. I think they played a big role in the Bills having success on offense in part because Washington, whose defense has not been good this year, they've underachieved, but that defensive line with Chase Young and Montez Sweat, those pair of defensive ends are about as good as it gets in the NFL. Maybe only Tampa Bay has a better pair of defensive ends. And Chase Young's become one of the best young players in the NFL period, regardless of position. And sure, there were a couple times like that touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders in the first quarter I remember Chase Young almost got him once or twice where Josh had to be elusive to, to get out of pressure. But all in all, I mean, those are two stud players who they didn't get a sack. They didn't get to Allen once. Um, he had plenty of time to throw. Not plenty of time to throw. He had a reasonable amount of time to throw against a good pass rush. And I thought they were both good. I thought Darrell Williams, the first two weeks, Joe, might have been the worst player on the football team. I thought Darrell Williams was played. He had a great. 2020, but I thought he was kind of garbage the first two weeks, quite frankly. And Deion Dawkins struggled that first game against Pittsburgh. He got beat bad, but it, a lot of it had to do, it looks like it does, and, and it's a good thing because he was still on the comeback from COVID. You know, he wasn't 100%. He, 
He looks healthy now. And the right, both tackles, I thought, had a very, very good game on Sunday. Yeah, they they definitely did. I, th- I thought the whole line itself played very well. Like you said, no sacks. I think I saw a pro football focus stat. Like Allen had like, I think, 2.6 seconds on average of like, like, of like not getting hurried or something like that. They had a really, they had a really good game, basically. Even the analytics crowd liked them. And I think you said it that, you know, Deion Dawkins just definitely stepped up. And I think, you know, it, the whole COVID thing kind of was a, a big issue for him for the first week or two, maybe, but yeah, look, the line played great. It opened up running holes too, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I thought the tackles played well. I thought they, you know, I don't really remember too many, like, you know, sometimes the best time, the best way, you know, the offensive line plays well is when you don't notice the offensive line sometimes. And I feel like that was one of those games. Like there was, I thought Cody, Cody Ford struggled really bad early. I remember tweeting about it a couple of times and he almost got Josh hit, but yeah, you're right. What you're saying is when you don't hear a lot about the live and typically that means they're, they're playing well. Yeah. And I don't remember any costly holding penalties. That was something they were doing badly against the Steelers. But, uh, yeah, the line played very well against two really good and you know edge rushers. So it's you know keep it up, obviously. Next point, uh, and you kind of hinted at or hinted towards it a little bit with the running game. Uh, Zach Moss has a juice for me, man. I said I tweeted this, and I, and I mean it. He plays football like I think someone's trying to take his livelihood from him. He plays on a he plays angry. All right, uh, eleven carries, sixty yards. Uh, he caught three passes for 31 yards, a touchdown pass. He's got three touchdowns already this year in two games because he wasn't even active the first game. Uh, he ran a route. He caught a short pass, put a beautiful move on someone, got 17 yards, didn't fumble, running hard. Uh, Singletary, conversely, only had 26 uh, yards on 11 carries. Um, Zach Moss had 56% of the snaps compared to 43% for Singletary. We, it's been said the Bills are going to ride the hot hand all year. And I know Singletary's look pretty good this year. I, I like, let's just put it this way, Joe. I like Zach You've Moss hated better. Devin Singletary. I, I you hate him. I, I, you I, hated him. I'm I don't not, know what I'm he did to you. I'm not high on him. I don't hate, hate him. Wings? You hate him. I, I like Dude, Zach you've been, Moss. You've been, you've been shitting on Singletary All right, well, forever. this isn't about Devin Singletary. This is about Anyways, Zach Moss. I ahead. like Zach Moss a lot. I think he brings more to the football team. I think he runs harder. I think he's a better receiver out of the backfield. I think he's a better pass blocker. Singletary's better at eluding tackles in, in small spaces. I'll give him that. Like he gets some nice shifty runs that I don't think Moss could do. But again, Moss is running with attitude. I, I think he'll run you over, man. I like Zach Moss. I think going forward, he should start breaking away from Devin. No, Why no, not? No, he because Devin Singletary had a good game last week. You can't start like saying like that's too. Ins- he had a t- he had a forty six yard t- look. I'm not, I don't want to be. Okay, hold I'm on. Not, like, I'm not, hold I don't want to be a Devin Singletary hater. He had a forty six yard touchdown run. He almost went untouched. All right, come Pat, on. Pat Moran. He also had a very good game against the Steelers. Let's not forget that either. And don't forget your boy wasn't playing against the Steelers either. Look, I'm not about to sit here and go. This guy needs to play more than the other guy. I think it's all about game plan. I think it's like what do the Bills want to do. Like, I think I would love for if someone, and they probably have asked him, but I don't listen to pressers. Who do you trust more? Wait, hold on. Can I get to my point and I'll get to this? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Because I would like someone to ask, like, Dable, like, what is his strategy when it comes to using running backs? Like, is it like if it's cold outside and the weather isn't as good, does he want, like, 
He wants Moss because Moss is like a bruiser. He's going to tire your defense out. He's going to hit them more. Uh, does he like Singletary more? Because maybe he feels Singletary is kind of a more threat out of the backfield because he's faster like in pass plays. Or maybe he runs screen passes better. I would really like to know the nuances of like what you know their their game plan is. But like for me, look, I, I don't really care who 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 is running the football for them because a it's not what they do. They they only go by how much Josh Allen does, and B, you know, I it's I think it's more or less it is a little bit of that hot hand like you mentioned. It's a little bit of that game plan, but I think I don't want to sit there and go well. It, it, it's weird. It's one of those things where I think if you're that type of person that just loves a running back running over people, like Zach Moss is your guy. But if you like that guy who is a home run th- hitter that's going to rush for fifty yards, he's going to take it to the house. He's faster. I think that's Devin Singletary a little bit. So maybe I like. I would say, come on, yes, it is. Dude, go back to Devin Singletary's rookie year. I think. I think. I think. I know you hate him, but you know. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's. I don't think there's anything about his game that is that good. That's that impressive, and I don't even think. I don't even think he's that much more elusive than Zach Moss, man. No, no. I think Zach Moss is a better all-round running back. Anyway, I don't know how you get that. Zach Moss is like he's he's been hurt in like his rookie year. And he's he got to prove it. I agree with that. He's got to prove it. I I don't understand. Like I said, I don't think there's that big of a difference. I think if they it, I, I, look like Secretary did play well week one. He played well in week two, and then like Mas- Moss, he had that fumble last week, and then he he got better. He's a little bit of a bruiser. He's a fun player to watch, like Moss, because he hits people. And like that's kind of a like a ooh more, but I don't care who they have. Honestly, I, I just don't like. I want them to pass. I would be like of the mindset of who's the best pass catcher of those two. And I'm like who who does Josh Allen have good chemistry with? Who's the guy who is good on screen passes or a safety valve? Valve, excuse me. But um, that's kind of how I view it. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to get into this Devin versus Moss thing. I do think they should. There needs to be a T-shirt for both those guys, though. I think it has to be like a Thunder and Lightning T-shirt or something. Or even though I hate Thunder and Lightning, it's always like the whenever you have like different running backs, it's always got to be like Thunder and Lightning. And no, but like they're they're kind of like I think they have a really a, a decent situation where I do think both bring something unique to the table. Uh, okay, you know what pounded like Moss does and Singletary, I think is more faster, elusive guy. I know you don't like him. No, I know you love him, or you know you want to be you know be nice. You know, the Pat Moran is nice guy podcast over here, but I, you're giving me that look. But, but like, uh, I, I just, I, I don't really, I, it, I'm not going to sit there and go into like, who do you like more? Okay. This isn't Brittany versus Christina over here. Okay. They're the same to me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm back with Joe from Queen. So we've been talking for a half hour right now. 43-21, Buffalo Bills victory on Sunday. We didn't even talk about the defense yet. Got to spend a couple minutes talking about this unit. Where do I want to start? Let's go with this point. Well, just the defense as a whole continues to dominate. Now, I want to talk about the safeties specifically after this, but as a whole. All right, so this game on Sunday, minus one splash play, like that screen Antonio Gibson. He broke one tackle. I don't remember who it was. And that turned into a 73-yard touchdown run. That aside, and garbage time at the end, the Bills' defense was solid as a rock again as they've been for the most part all year. Three turnovers, two interceptions, a fumble recovery by Matt Milano, who's just all over the God. He's, whether he may, whether he's the, the person who made the play originally or not, he just is, always seems to be around the football, man. So anyway, defense was good. Uh, the, the, I almost said the R word. Washington averages 3.1 yards per carry. They only sacked Heineke once, Heineke, but they bothered him. They forced mistakes all day. And the Bills still haven't allowed 300 total yards in a game this year. Washington had 290. And again, 73 of that was on one screen pass. Another defensive dominant performance by a unit that, quite frankly, for all the Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Moss versus Singletary talk, right now through three games, the the biggest asset, the biggest strength of the Buffalo Bills right now is their defense. Before I kiss their asses, don't you think, though, who they're playing against should temper that a little bit no. for offenses. Why? I think, I think they've played. Uh, I think, well, Pittsburgh. And again, I'm going to talk about this. Miami is, was supposed to be good. Kobe, but come on. I dude, like Washington, up. dude. I think Washington's no, no, no. a good team. Hold on. Time out. You think Taylor Heineke is a good quarterback? 
I don't think he's a great quarterback. He's not good, bro. Come on, Pat. Come on. Jacoby Brissett. I'm, I'm saying uh, Ben Roethlisberger's that you have right. to put that that's into fair. context. All right. No, no, no. I be. You, I don't got to put that in. You're right. That's a fair point. I agree with you. You're correct. I'm saying Washington has a lot of talent around him to make sure. him successful, which they're not doing a very good fucking job of because he has not looked very well. Well, he looked good against the Giants, but that's the Giants. They the stink. Giants are terrible. The Giants yeah, stink. Smell. All right. So, all right. I'll give you that. You're right. Good point. Fair uh, point. Okay, but like, you got a wash up, now, Big Ben. You got Tua Brissett and, and Heineke. Not your best. But yeah. anyway, talk about the Bills defense because they've been, I don't give a shit who they're lining up against. You got to line oh, up should. against someone and they're dominating. Yeah. Right yes. But that's that's kind of, let me, I'm going to kiss their ass first and then I'm going to shit on them. Tough love. Um, Matt Milano, I was kind of wrong about him. I thought Matt Milano was a solid football player. Like he's good. But I had like questions about is he a difference maker? Is he like the guy who you got a game plan for on Sundays? And he's been he has been awesome. Like, you know, it's you don't gotta watch the all twenty-two to know how good he is. Like you could just sit there at a bar with a cocktail in your hand and you'll be like, Oh, there he is again. There he is again. Yep. Like he is all over the field. He's been playing really well. Uh they're young pass rushers, you know, a little bit more in you know, last week against Miami, but you know, some this week they didn't get sacks, but they still got pressures. Uh, their young edge rushers are doing really well up front, you know, on the edge. Uh, but yeah, the defense has been has been great. Like you can't you can't complain. Except I'm about to complain that you know, hey, they they're doing it against garbage offense. They're doing it against garbage quarterbacks. And I I get shit for this sometimes, and I understand why. Like you are what your record says you are. You can't pick who you play against. The Bills defense, I think, since 2019 has made has feasted on really bad quarterbacks. And that's what they've done really well on. But when they go against a top 10 offense, it's a very mixed bag, okay? And that concerns me a little bit, even though I know, like, hey, I'm thinking of the Chiefs game. And that's what I'm thinking about now. I didn't even think about the damn Texans. I don't even know who the Texans quarterback is since Tyrod's out. I already forgot who it is. But, like, I'm thinking about that Chiefs game. And the Bills' defense... I think back to the offense, going back to last year. You know when I started believing in the offense, really in Josh Allen? It's when Josh Allen outdueled Russell Wilson. And it was when like you're going against like a top-notch quarterback, and then the other time was when he went against the Rams. And he had that great game against the Rams, a top-tier defense like near the top last year, and he, he freaking burned them. I'm waiting for the Bills' defense to have that moment where they take on a top t- top five, top ten offense, and they slow them down. I'm not asking for them to the whole. So it's not. You, are you? You so you're saying David Mills from Houston is not that that test? No, they're there. Yes, he's not. He's that. He's yes. You have a. Yeah, you have a. You, <laughs> you have. You have, you have a better te- you have a better chance of testing Rachel Bush for COVID than you do th- having a test from this idiot. Okay, you- like. You, you, the thing is, and you, and I agree to your point, certainly to an extent, at least anyway, there's not a lot of opportunities for this Bill's defense to, to shine against elite quarterbacks, quite frankly, because they're not playing many, man. So you do got Mahomes, you got Mahomes in two weeks. Uh, you got, well, Tom Brady later in the season. Tannehill, maybe. After that, though. I only, I only go by Tannehill because of their, of the Tannehill 
burned them last year. You know, he kicked their asses. Now he they did. have played he they have played well against Lamar Jackson. They've done well against him. I'll give him credit for that. But you know, there are games where look, go back to the Colts game this in the playoffs. That defense did not look good against the Colts. And that was Philip Rivers on his last arm. You know, and like I don't know. I, I just I throw caution into that. And I'm a big because here's the thing. This isn't the Premier League where you when you win the title in the Premier League, it's because who has the the best record in the in the league and there's no championships or playoffs. You will eventually the chickens will come home to roost. You'll have to play against Cleveland. You'll have to play against the Chiefs in the playoffs. You have to play against better better offenses than the the shitty Jets like the shitty AFC East offenses and Tyler Heineke and some asshole who I I already forgot his name for the Texans. And that's David Mills, man. Stop with the slander. It's David Did Mills. He... He's a stud. Okay, what? Oh, you like him, but you hate Devin Singletary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stick up for that? David Mills used to be a basketball player, by the way, I think. Uh, that I heard that name. But anyway, I, I digress. But, like, look, they've been great, okay? But I need to have that, hey, they take out a really good offense. Like, they just slow them down. Basically, what the Steelers did to the Bills week one against someone and you're right hey the opportunities aren't learned it's not like last year and that's the thing like about last i always go back to last year like sorry i know people don't want to go back sometimes but like the defense the first part of last year struggled and i think a lot of that had to do with they're going against like better offenses last year and the quarterbacks and then by after the cardinals game where they gave up 32 they started going against like the, 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 the cam newton the sam fran quarterback nick mullins that idiot from Denver drew lock or whatever his name is. And to, uh, and it, it just started that. And then they started getting momentum and it's like, Oh, Hey, they're back. It's like, eh, they're back. Cause they're, they're, they're playing duck. They're not, they're playing the likes of like duck Hodges, like they did in 2019. So I but know you that's a, like, you're right. But you, can you really penalize the bills for the, the schedule? No, well, I I'm just saying, look, this is all, what are, what are we talking about here? We're talking about expectations. Okay. Like Super Bowl aspirations. And I'm not faulting them for playing, for kicking the shit out of shitty quarterbacks. Good. You should. should dominate them. I'm just saying, like, I need to have that that standard game against a really a top 10 defense, offense, excuse me. I don't need you to shut them down. Like, you don't got to, like, if they if they keep the, the Chiefs to, like, 24 points or something like that, and they actually punt, and they're not getting 470 fucking yards, and they're not getting, they're not scoring three touchdowns in 12 minutes, good. Okay, but like I, I just need that game a little bit from them before I start like sucking everyone off and being like the defense is back, man. Where are all you haters now? Well, <laughs> we're gonna agree to disagree. You have a fair point, and I do agree that they've played shitty quarterbacks and if and that they have a lot of shitty ones to come. If you want some if you want some evidence of that, I just sat here jokingly kind of telling you to stop with the D- David Mills slander. I just realized his name's not David Mills; it's Davis with an S. Mills. So I didn't yeah. even have. The, I didn't even you're, have. You know, you're just the, the worst. Right. Yeah, you're just the worst. Podcast it's all right. It's all right. You do no. You know, you do zero research. All right, I, I do pretty Bad. much zero research. I do, like I said. So we were talking about the defense, generally speaking. This is a specific point that I have as a takeaway. Not again, not just Sunday this season. Not everybody, but a lot of people, I think, take for granted. How good the safety tandem of Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde really are, man. Simply put to me, these guys are as good of a safety tandem as it gets in the league, man. Poyer had a pick Sunday. Uh, he was dominating here to Zayko. I, I think he's going to be all right, though. 
Um, Micah Hyde was forcing Heineke into mistakes all over the place. He also got an interception as well. And we spent a lot of time, if we're going to talk defense, talking about the young pass rushers. And we talk about Trey White. And we talk about the great job Milano's done. Uh, we talk about Edmonds, whether it's praising him or bitching him. Hot topic discussion with him. You know, we worry about CB2. Bill's safeties are like one thing you don't even need to worry about, man. Those are plug-and-play great football players. They were great on Sunday. They they were great this season, and they've been great, quite frankly, since both of them got here. The backbone, I think, of the defense since McDermott got here, like the, hey, old reliable are those safeties. Sure. Them and Trey White, like throw Trey White in. Like those are old reliable, you know, props to whoever – Whoever you want to believe, Doug Whaley or McDermott or whatever, the Pagulas, whoever brought them in, it was top 10, maybe top 10 free, best free agent signings in, in team history. Maybe. You know what I mean? I, like they've been that good. Um, they do a lot of good stuff. They're they're team leaders, even though they're anti-vaxxers, probably, but whatever. I digress. I take that away. Uh, but like they've been really great. Like they they make and they're and they're good, like they do so many things that like normal safeties like can't do like they're good in run support they're good in pass coverage you know they do a lot of good stuff you don't i, I can't recall there being moments where i'm like you know man that guy when was the last time like jordan poyer or mika or hyde had like a bad game like right. I, you know i can't even remember like they I can sometimes, play but i don't remember them i don't just even not remember playing well like playing yeah bad. i don't i don't when's I've the never, last time joe b gave them a shitty grade out of one of his film breakdowns yeah, and I I've never sat there and been like, man, he, he and you know I used to be able to like pick on you know your boy Dante Whitner and be like, oh yeah, he had a bad game, but like you know those two guys, I I I can't recall like watching a game and being like those two safeties didn't have their best their best effort. Yeah. Like they are they are really that that tandem is 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 lights out. Like, and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I watch all 32 other teams, but like if you're doing one of those lame ass like countdown like the top 10. Five safeties in the league. I feel like those two guys should be on there. I got one more defensive take, Joe, and it's not really, admittedly, it's probably not the most appropriate time because, A, the Bills have been absolutely dominant on defense this year. Say what you want about the competition or the quarterbacks. Bottom line is they've played well, and he hasn't played bad. Not bad, but I'm telling you right now, my take on Tremaine Edmonds, because this is a guy that a lot of people talk about, he is adequate, all right? And I'm sick of hearing about his age and this and that. Your boy's in his fourth year in the league now, okay? He's my boy? Well, I'm just saying that, generally speaking. All right, all right. This is his fourth year in the NFL, dude. He's okay. He's, he's great. Thompson's boy. He's, That's af- what he's athletic. Yeah, he's yeah. fast. He's pretty decent against the run when he's on the move. He gets swallowed up in blocks. I think he gets fooled all the time in coverage and straight up, dude, he's not an impact player. Matt Milano is an impact player. Now, Matt Milano might get a little too aggressive and make a mistake from time to time, like, you know, over pursue a player or something like that. But when there's an interception, when there's a sack, when it's rushing the passer, when it's just for whatever reason, you're there that football, Matt Milano seems to be that guy. Tremaine Edmonds to me is a guy who is okay. He's okay. He is certainly now the they uh they did the fifth year extension, so he's gonna be here next year too. But when it comes time to like pay the piper, I ain't giving him this dude. He is not no $10 million or more per year linebacker in the NFL. Again, it's his fourth year. 
I don't buy the whole he's going to continue to get better. I think this is who he is. And if you're good with being okay, if you have an all right middle linebacker, then I guess he's your guy. He certainly is not a Pro Bowl. I don't care that he made the Pro Bowl. He's not a Pro Bowler to me. He's not an all-pro linebacker, not by a long shot. Did you see, and my apologies if you allude to this, did you see the quarterback run by Heineke where Tremaine Edmonds tried Ran to Ran into the end zone, him? basically. He tried to the end zone. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? And then, like, I... I the I, smart I, people are going to kill us, by the way, for these... No, 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 no. See, they're going to show is, us Eric Turner and Bruce and all these other people. They're well, going to show me film. So they're going to they're um, show film showing why I'm wrong. Just like no, when you no, criticize... No. Wrong. Oh, by the way, no. he's also a first-round middle linebacker. I Again, I no. wanted impact player, just not seeing it with him. The Bills hype man on Twitter, look, it's either it's either they're the, these this players the greatest thing since sliced bread or they have unlimited potential. And with Tremaine Edmonds, look, I think he's got the physical attributes. He's fast. He's a, he's a beast. I, I, I don't think he's – it's either it's not there up here in terms of being a smart player or his instincts aren't very good for a linebacker, or he's just in the maybe he's in the wrong system, man. He's all maybe, right, man. He's just maybe all right. maybe he needs to be in like a crazy defense that just blitz all the fucking time, and he just he just going full speed ahead up the middle. Like maybe that's what he's best at doing. But he doesn't make enough. He just doesn't make game changing plays. And you know, sorry, I, I like like I said, look, the all twenty two dorks. They all love everyone on this roster. That's their narrative. Yeah. And it is. I don't, I don't, no, I'm not going to go that just, far, but they do, defend, they do defend Tremaine Edmonds more than I think he deserves. They and I'll, I'll tell you what, I have questions about this defense over the long haul. Will the young pass rushers, will they be able to keep up for the year? Will they slow down as the year goes on? Will CB2 become a problem at some point? Those are fair questions, but I think they're going to be fine with those. But when it comes to the, I just, with Tremaine Edmonds, I think what you see is what you get, man. He might have a play. I can, you know what? I was just about to say he'll have a splash play. Well, when? Because I'm not just, I'm just not seeing him, man. He's okay. And on a defense that's really good, if you got a middle linebacker who's just okay, I guess that's, that's good enough. I just, I just think the system isn't for him. I know like there's people. Well, they don't give him big money. Well, yeah. I mean, or you might have to change it a little bit, which I don't think they're going to ever. No, and no. it's just I think he's just one of those guys. I think they they have to use him. They kind of just use him basically, like a basic. I don't know. I think he just needs to blitz more. But they that's a defense that doesn't blitz all that much, and I think that just it kind of hurts him. And like I I think like if you if he's if he's a north and south guy, like he's running up the middle to try to kill a quarterback, or you know, I think that's what he does better. But when he's in coverage and he's kind of like freestyling a little bit back there, he just. It doesn't look right, but I they don't already know. extended I mean, him. I, he's your Bills well, linebacker this year, the rest of this year, and next year. Okay, and then, no, no, and they, no, no, the Bills no, no, will move no, no, on because they're not going to pay him. What? Okay, I I, I wouldn't say he's going to be here next year. They could trade him. Like there could be a team that wants to trade for him, and it could be a Jerry Hughes situation. It maybe. could be. Like, it could like, be. It's like, hey, we're going to give you this. He's kind of been disappointed. Their financial commitment to him as of right now runs through next year. Yes. Well, but who I, knows if he'll be here? He's, I don't think he's going to be here long-term. And again, this is getting off the beaten path when we're talking about a defense that's been really good this year. And again, he's not like, he's not a glaring weakness. It's not like, dude, this guy sucks, but he's just okay. He would be, he would be very good in like a, I could be wrong here, but he would be very good in a Rex Ryan 
Greg Williams type defense where he just blitzes and he's just going to kill people. I don't think he's even close to being as good of a blitzer as Matt Milano. This keeps getting back to my point that uh, Matt Milano uh, deserves his money. Tremaine Edmonds yeah, has not earned his money. Sure, but I'm just saying how they're using him. I don't. He's Ruben Brown many, many years later. Ruben Brown was a good guard. Ruben Brown was not no. a nine straight year all proler, one of the best guards in NFL history type. You make nine Pro Bowls, you're regarded, you should be regarded as one of the best guards to play the game. Tremaine Edmonds is not one of the no, best guards. I mean, he's okay. He's pretty good. He ain't great. I don't like that. You know, you're shitting on Devin Singletary, and now you're bringing up Ruben Brown. You got to shit on. No, it's Ruben like... Brown. He's a good, he's you're, a good you're, guard. You're, you're, you're dumping on. Is Ruben, Ruben Brown an all-time elite guard? Is Ruben Brown one of the best guards in the last four yeah, years? Yeah, but he was a, he was a really good guard. If I you mean, go by the Pro Bowls, he, he yeah, was one of the, he, he was, was an elite guard, was, one of the greatest ever. Well, it's Pro Bowl, but he was still very good. All right, my I point mean, is. I hear a lot of, well, Tremaine Edmonds made the Pro Bowl. Great. Good for him. Yeah, the Pro Bowl can jerk off. Right, I mean, okay. But, but like, yes, he has to, I, I don't, I don't, look, I don't know why people have to stick, why people have to get up, very upset about Tremaine Edmonds. I can be critical of him. I know the film nerds love him, and that's great. Mazel tov to you. But, like, he's he's just not. He's okay. He's, he's okay. All right. He's and right. I, like, I am mad at myself because, again, on, a, you're on an episode. You're scared of the cover. You're scared I'm of the scared film. Scared of nobody. Scared. I just told you that I don't give a shit about them trying to bring Phil down to tell me. You're, you're I think he's okay. Yeah, but you know, I'm mad at saying, myself. Dude. I, I want you to go on. I want you to go on Twitter right now and tweet. I don't care what you film dorks say. Tremaine I don't Edmonds think they're film dorks. You think they're film dorks. I don't I care what you don't, all I 22. Don't agree. I don't agree I don't, with their presentation. Their presentation is not going to change my mind. Go on there right now and tweet that. Because you know they're not going to listen to this podcast. I'm on it. They probably already deleted it in their subscribers. They won't even see, see it because they all got you blocked. So it's not, they won't even see the pro. Exactly. So your I'm, name's going to appear on it and tagged. Uh, look, I'm, I'm at. All right, look, I don't want to spend any more time talking about Tremaine Edmonds. This, is, this was about the defense being great so far and specifically uh, Hyde and Poyer. And then it's delved into a Tremaine Edmonds conversation, which that's just the way it goes. Two more points I want to make that we're going to get out of here for this part. And again, everyone listening, part two coming tomorrow, not Bill's talk, but a lot of media and journalism talk. Special teams could have had, it did have a negative impact on the game. It could have had a big impact on the game for the second time in just three games. Isaiah McKenzie, who's already becoming to me a guy who's, I don't trust. He can make a great, he did make a great opening, what, 73 yard opening kickoff to start the year. He has some nice returns, but he makes mistakes and I don't trust him. And I don't know what the hell he was thinking, misjudging that kickoff. And the Bills are just standing around like it was a punt. But anyway, Washington, it was 21 nothing. Washington scores. Um, it wasn't even an onside kick. The kicker recovers to kick 40 yards downfield or whatever it was. Then they go down and score again. Now all of a sudden it's 21 14. The momentum's changed. We already know what happened in that Pittsburgh game. That block punt probably cost them that game. And uh, special teams, which was a big strength last year, not a strength this year outside of Tyler Bass, who's been very good. Not, not very good, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned about special teams. I don't want to lose a playoff game because of a fucking. Hunt fumble or something like that, and I'm scared that's going to happen. Though, well, name the last time in NFL history special teams cost someone like a game. Two weeks ago, I think. 
Okay, good good answer. It kind of did that block, but all right, bad. edit that out. Um, no, but yeah, I I guess it's a little bit of a concern. Um, I, whatever. I mean, look, I, it they still won by four touchdowns. I mean, I guess you could, you could <laughs> you could still kind of I guess yes. Isaiah has to get a little bit better. I don't know, like he he fielded a punt at the seven yard line, which was dumb. That kickoff thing, yes, he. I don't know what he was. It was like yeah, he needs to get under there. It was a little bit of luck because that ball kind of like took like a, a I hate saying it because I hate golf, but like I like did a backspin like kind of which was odd or whatever the hell they do in golf. But um, I it's still early. I'm not, I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. I don't care. That's fine. It's special team. Look, as long as I always this is my thing on special teams. As long as the kicker is kicking the ball through the, through the big H when it's supposed to be and the game is on the line, that's all I care about. And I like Tyler Bass. He seems good. Kickoffs, look, pump returns. There's hardly any kickoff returns anymore in this league. Uh, these are, I think, things that can get fixed. So, well, they fix care. them. It's, it's, it's a concern. Okay. It's not a concern. It's, they it's lost a fucking... game two weeks ago in part because of that. It, they could have had a game on Sunday. Small, it could have turned small. if they were playing. Yeah, but that has if they were playing has, a better quarterback than than Taylor Heineke. I don't even know we're saying the goddamn name right at this point of the podcast. Heineke, 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 whoever Heineken, it could have been, it could have been a different game. The well, momentum, boy, hey, well, your special your, teams gave up momentum big time again. Okay. Well, Hey, going back to week Pittsburgh. Hey, don't forget. Isaiah didn't make that return right. and they got a field goal out of it when I, when the bills offense couldn't move and, and your homeboy, the, the Jersey giver, Ray Ferguson didn't do a good job on that pump block. So, um, they'll fix it. I'm not worried. I mean, okay, you don't have to be worried, but it's, worried. it's annoying. It's had a negative impact on a game twice in three weeks. That was my point. All right, here's my last point, too, here. Thank God. This is fun. Like Again, Sunday was fun. The Bills are 2-1. and one. The Steelers lost when it happened. And I remember saying this on the podcast. I remember saying, let's give the Steelers a lot of credit. They're a good football team. They got a great defense. They got good skill position players. And ben, Big Ben is okay. He's capable of at least winning games still. Anyway, my point was, we gave the Steelers a lot of credit, and I felt like it was deserved. Two weeks later, this loss to Pittsburgh frustrates me because Pittsburgh has sucked the last couple of weeks. They lost at home to, to the Raiders, and then they lose at home to the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. That makes this loss hurt me even more and make me angry. And I'll tell you what, and I know you're going to say you ain't we're just like with special teams. I'm going to tell you, Joe. Playoffs, I don't. I know you don't agree with this because I remember this from last year. Maybe with fans, your attitude's different, but fucking home field matters to me in the playoffs. And you look back now, like this is just one game under 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, at the end of the year, the Bills potentially might end up going on the road instead of playing a home game because they lost the game against a team that they were superior then and that they flat out should have beat. The Steelers... Victory against us two weeks ago that seemed like, eh, it's just a solid football team that beat us. That's lost a lot of luster. The Steelers have been expelled. They're frauds, right? They're not very good. And that loss hurts me. It makes me more angry now than it did two weeks ago. I think with I think sometimes, you know, this, this sport invites a lot of instant reaction because every game, and we're all guilty of it, you know, matters. And, like, it's like the end of the world after every game. And, and so on and so forth. With the Steelers, I also think maybe like the matchup, it just wasn't a great matchup for the Bills. 
I don't want to say that they're frauds. I think their defense is like really still good. And if you watched that that Bengals game, it was mostly the the Steelers defense was good. It was the it was the Steelers offense that sucked, which kind of sucked against the Bills for the most part. Um, in terms of your point, like, hey, this could burn them at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. But like, I think, you know, the the I feel much better overall about the Bills because I think the AFC might not be that good right now. And I feel like there is there's a lot of room for them to be really good and get that home field advantage, even with them, you know, losing that game. I think I think like like a 12 wins could 13 wins could get you it maybe at least like up there, because right now I don't believe in like I don't believe in the Raiders. I don't care. I just don't. But I'm biased. I hate Gruden and his fake tan. But I, I agree with you there. I don't agree with your your AFC is just not that good take. I think the teams that are off to really hot starts are not that good, including the Raiders, including, uh, well, I do think the Chargers are good. I don't think they're championship level Denver, good. I mean, Denver, Denver's I don't know three, about that. Denver's 3-0. Denver, to me, I'm, I'm not concerned I mean, just, about. Again, you haven't, you have, they haven't, Denver hasn't really beaten anyone, you know, and that's kind of, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say, does it upset me that Steelers lost? I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's we have to see. Like, look, if it's if it's December and the Steelers have five wins on the season, sure, we can go back. <laughs> it didn't upset me. Off. It didn't upset me when they lost to the Raiders last week, Pittsburgh. But when you lose, I don't care what the circumstances. When you lose by two touchdowns at home to the Cincinnati Bengals, that's. That's not good, man. That really makes that loss tougher to take right now. What's the Bengals' record now? Are they two and one? Or I... well, they're one and two, and they'll probably they be two? they'll be four and thirteen at the end of the year, probably four and thirteen. Yeah, AFC's still that. good. It's like I said, Kansas City's going to be. I mean, figure and you're it right. Out. Cleveland's you're right. good. Baltimore's good. I just think, and I I get where you're coming from. The teams that are on top of the standings right now aren't the cream of the crop of the AFC. Yeah, and, I, and you're right, and you're right. I probably shouldn't because I, I just I just defended like it, it invites instant reaction, and here I am reacting like the AFC is not that good, but like it's there. I mean, look, they're in they're, the Bills are two and one. I mean, I think the schedule is working out for them like right now. Like I said, there's only there's only three teams that scare me right now. It's 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 Tennessee, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Not scared of really, you know, any other. Maybe a little bit. The Saints game might be tough in New Orleans. I like, that's going to be a tough game on Thanksgiving. But like, the schedule is kind of working for them right now, as it feels. So, one more easy we'll game against Houston, and then we'll find out because then there's back to back primetime road games at Kansas City, at Tennessee. That that'll you, be the. Do you think real quick the seventeen point threat uh, spread? Would you bet on the Bills in that game? If if my life depended on it, I probably would. But I was just talking about this today. In the NFL, I I'd have a really hard time. I don't care who's playing who. Seventeen and a half points is a lot, just because of a couple luck plays. You know, a couple fluky things, and next thing you know, it's a an eight a ten point game late in the fourth quarter. The Bills are seventeen and a half points better than Houston. But I don't, I wouldn't be, I would, and I would take that bet, but I wouldn't take it comfortable. I wouldn't feel good about it. So will be, it will be interesting to say it's, it's, it's crazy to see that big of a spread with the bills that, that hasn't happened since like the nineties, yeah. it feels yeah. like, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Hey, it's good. It's a good, it's a good win on, on Sunday against Washington. We needed that. I think for, I, I, I wouldn't say I was, I don't think, you know, sometimes with, uh, and we'll get the hell out of here soon because I'm tired, but uh 
you know, some I thought people were very Bill's Twitter was calm a little bit, like you know, like it wasn't like you get your people who are constantly trying to look for like people who are panicking and like quote tweet them the hell. But you know, I I wasn't that panicky about the about their one in one start. It was like that yeah, they're a little rusty. There's some issues, you, you know. It's like you, don't, you know, don't underreact, like you said after we did our first podcast with the Steelers game. But um, you know, it's it, it, it was good to have that that Sunday game where they they were just on you know outside of us complain, complaining about Tremaine Edmonds and like special teams. It was you know you take that you take that ten out of ten times easily. Yeah. I agree 100%, and, and I'll say this as we get off here now. Going back to the beginning of this episode, this was the game that I think Bills fans were waiting for. It, it was a complete effort, and I think Sunday is going to be another, uh, you know, the Bills should absolutely stomp Houston, and then I think we're going to be really high going into it will be 3-1. and one. I hate seeing we. It's the Buffalo Bills. I'm not a part of the yeah, Buffalo you are. Bills. Yeah, you're weak. Anyway, it'll be really you? interesting after after disposing of Houston that Kansas City game you know that's the team that the Bills seem to play their worst against so I'll be looking forward to seeing how that plays out but all right man good stuff so this was part one and like I said we're going to be back bonus episode part two tomorrow and we're going to talk about everything except the Buffalo Bills we'll talk like I said Doug Allen we'll talk uh some media coverage of COVID and vaccination lots of good stuff Really candid conversation. Part two tomorrow. My man Joe from Queens at Buffalo Wins on Twitter. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.